Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm really thrilled that you're here with me today. Every single week on the Happy Hour, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and basically everything in between. Today, I want to thank our sponsor, and that is Restore Women's Conference. Hey, girls, you ever feel like you just need a weekend away to be refreshed? Um, hello, hand raised over here. Well, the Restore Women's Conference is the place for you. Invite your girlfriends, your sisters, or your mom to join the women here for a time of fellowship, learning, and laughter, or come on your own and connect with like-minded women seeking to renew their joy in the Lord. The conference is happening next March 3rd to March 5th in sunny Orange County, California. Restore is a weekend conference designed for women to experience God's grace and rest in an authentic and uplifting environment. Conference admission includes an unforgettable speaker lineup, including Allison Allen, Allie Worthington, who's going to be on the show soon, and me, guys. I'll be there, too. Uh, You're going to have worship there, Bible journaling, holy yoga, three meals, swag bag, and access to their handmade market and mocktail social event. Girls, make sure to get your ticket before they're gone. You can go to RestoreWomen'sConference.com and use the promotional code HAPPYHOUR to get $50 off your admission. I seriously would love to meet you there and hug your neck. So the promotional code is good until the event sells out. For daily devotions and more information, follow at Restore Women's Conference on Instagram and Facebook. And we'll have those links for you on the webpage, jamieivy.com as well. Guys, today you're listening to episode number 105. Can you even believe it? 105 and we're in September. Welcome to September. My kids have been in school for two weeks, but some of your kids might just have started school this week. So... Congrats. You made it to September. The fall is upon us. Today, my guest is Christina Smallwood, who lives in California with her husband and daughter, Finley. Today, we chat a lot about her life with Finley, who has cerebral palsy. We also chat about adoption and parenting in the thick of things, dealing with loss. And of course, we're going to talk about our favorite TV shows as well. Guys, if you want to send me a message about anything from the show, I would love to hear from you. I love to hear what you loved. You can tell me what you didn't like as well, but I really love to hear what you love in the show. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Jamie underscore Ivy. And on Instagram, it's just at Jamie Ivy. All right, friends, here is my conversation with Christina. Hey, Christina, welcome to the happy hour. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. And the way I found out about you is my friend, Kim Ellis, who runs Honeycomb Baby Goods, the TD necklaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She told me about you. And so, Mm. of course, like we do in 2016, you get on, you find the person on Instagram because Mm -hmm. that's how you, that's (laughs) what you do to find out about people. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And so I went to your Instagram and just fell in love with you and your little girl and yeah, so I'm just so happy to have you here. Aw, thank you. I love her. She sent us, like, the cutest, like, necklaces and um, just had a really sweet note to go with it. So she definitely sticks out in my mind. I remember exactly who that is. The necklaces are super sweet, and I'll just brag on Kim for a minute, is that yeah, she... they really are. I mean, she is a stay-at-home mom, three kids, all under the age of four, I think. I think oh, the oldest came mama. was four. <laughs> and one of them is through foster care, and they are eventually going to adopt him. But he has um, special needs. And so yes. she's just rocking it, and she just went and decided to make her own company. Anytime women do stuff like that, I just want to just hug them and tell them I'm so proud of you. Oh, that honestly, that's why I started um, the Instagram that I did because I saw that all these moms were just like me, just wanting to help support their family and make a little bit of income. And I fell in love with small shops. So I have a huge heart for for helping small shops. And isn't that the best? Like I literally just last night, someone told me about a new online boutique. And I'm like, thank you, because I do not like going to the store. 
No, me either. I love shopping in my pajamas on my couch. <laughs> and then you just go to the mailbox and there's yes, the cutest exactly. little shirt. And it's like Christmas every single yes, day. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My kids are like, mom, you got something else today. I'm like, you oh, know what? Every once in a while I get them something. So they're happy with it. Yeah. It's yeah. The best. It's the best. That's great. <laughs> uh, okay. So you are a wife and a mom. Um, I don't really know much about your story. And so I would love to just hear, I do know that um, your daughter is three. Is that right? Yeah. She just turned three. Three major. Yes. Just, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she is so cute. Oh, thank you. I know. I always say when people tell me she's cute, I always say, I know, like, I, you know, I can't take credit, but yeah. I feel weird saying that. So I, sometimes I say thank you. But most of the time I say, I know she is so cute. Isn't she? I know. <laughs> I feel like that one of my, of course, I think all my kids are just the cutest, but I have four and one of them who will remain nameless so that when they listen to this in 15 <laughs> oh years, gosh. they won't feel like I loved or, you know, thought more of them. But one of my kids is like super duper duper cute. Oh um, my God. But like I can take no credit for that because um, I didn't birth that child. And so it's, I always am like, oh, I know. Isn't he just so? Oh, I didn't know you adopted too. Yes. That's so, so awesome. So I have four kids and my oldest is our only biological. And oh, then wow. the other three, one is a domestic and then two are from Haiti. Wow. Okay. You know what? Maybe I do remember seeing that. Let me, I, I feel like I do actually. That's so neat. I love it. Oh, that just makes me love you even more right yeah. now. <laughs> so I have, I'm in a different stage of life than you are. Mm-hmm. And so my oldest is 12 and my youngest is eight. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm past the three year old stuff. And a lot of my close girlfriends are still in the stage that you're in. And I just tell them all the time, like cherish it. I know that's hard to say, but there will be one day when You'll be driving them to school at 640 in the morning to go to some kind of practice or something. I just, I can't even think. I just got this Fitbit because, you know, it's September starting Uh, today. uh And um, I, it tracked my sleep last night and I saw that I actually did not get a very good sleep. Okay, wait, I didn't know it actually (laughs) tracked your sleep too. Yeah, like you can go in your sleep mode and it says like, I slept soundly from like 12 to two. So I'm like, oh, so so according to my my Fitbit, I got two hours really good sleep last night. That is so good to know though. (laughs) I know, I'm like, oh wow, this thing's just doing everything for me. It tells me when people call me, I love it. I just got it, so. Okay, I've been wanting to take the leap, but I've been a little scared, but you love it. I do love it. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I'm not like super techie. Like I'm good with my phone, but when it mm-hmm. comes to like other devices, I usually am like a little like intimidated. So, um, my, one of my girlfriends had one and, um, she gave me like a gift card to Amazon as part of her donation to my September, uh-huh. um, fundraiser. And so she's like, just get one. It's super easy. You don't have to do all these options. So yeah. Okay. So, so tell I me about it. your fundraiser. So September, which is so well, cute. Did you make that up or is that? No, no. It's like an actual thing they do every September and it's your track your steps. So you can log in and to September.us and um, you can pick any charity you want to walk for. And so we have some strong ties with the United for Cerebral Palsy because that's what my daughter's special needs is. And um, I just, I am walking for them. This is the, my first year doing it. And, um, so we'll see, I'm kind of curious just to see how many actual steps I take a day. Cause my husband often tells me I walk in circles. So, <laughs> but those count as steps, right? I'm like, Hey, yeah, let's see how many circles I really do walk in a day. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. So then do you go in and like donate based on your steps or how well, does that people, work? People can kind of sponsor me. So I'll, I'm going to keep like really trying to promote this because I'm like, this is actually kind of fun. Cause you're, you get to do it. There's no pressure to raise any money, but if someone does this, Decide, oh, you know what? You've had a lot of efforts this week. I'm going to, because you have to input how many steps you've actually taken. Got it. So people can kind of follow along and I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see, but yeah, people can go on and sponsor you or they can join, um, and then track their steps. And so can I think when you join? sign up, they give you like a $30, um, if for 30 bucks, you can get like a, a step tracker. Okay. It's like a, it's a bracelet. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to, when this airs, it's September 7th. Is it too late to join then? No, no. I think you can join up until the second week of September. Okay, great. So yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes as to how they can do that. Sure. Yeah. I will. I, yes, I have it on fifiamo.com. I have okay. a link to it. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Um, okay. So you said your daughter has cerebral palsy. Yes. When did you guys find out that she had cerebral palsy? So, um, when she was born, she was nine weeks early and you know, there's risks 
for all kind of developmental delays and different things. And um, we were quickly meted, uh, greeted with a, um, by a neurologist um, who was monitoring her brain in a routine ultrasound scan of her whole body post-birth. Because they, she um, was so early they did that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, and they found out that there was a little bit of what they called debris in her brain. They didn't know what it was. They said it could be old blood. It could be new blood. There's just something in there and it caused a, um, it's called intraventricle hemorrhage. Mm -hmm. So it caused brain bleeding. And if you Google brain bleeding early on, which you're going to, which obviously we were going to go home and do Mm -hmm. it, a lot of it is very, very stereotypical of the onset stages for cerebral palsy. Okay. Which is so hard to explain CP because it's such a huge umbrella. That's Um, what I was going to say. I mean, I've met people with um, cerebral palsy and they are vastly different. Yes. Yes. So there's, there, there's so many different possibilities. And so it's just kind of a wait and see process, Mm -hmm. which, which so is adoption, Mm -hmm. as you know. So, um, I feel like the whole theme of my adult life so far has been wait and see. And so not always that fun. is it? (laughs) No, it is not fun. I've I've definitely become accustomed. I, I was probably the most like impatient person you ever met. I remember when my husband and I first got married, I wanted a puppy and I called so many different people off Craigslist. (laughs) And I said, I want a puppy now. Mm -hmm. I want a puppy today. Yes. (laughs) And they're like, well, they'll be born in six weeks. And then you have to wait six weeks. They're like, why do you want this puppy so badly? Are you (laughs) going to do something bad to it? Yes. (laughs) Exactly. I scared my husband said I scared people away with my eagerness. That's hilarious. That's definitely not the case anymore. (laughs) Okay, so when your daughter was born, with cerebral palsy, it's not as though she was given that diagnosis right away. No, they they actually they they didn't even really want to diagnose her even after 15 months old. Um, Okay. They didn't want to label her Uh and put that on, and they said, you know, she's gonna be delayed. So you can just choose to work with it or you can choose to put a, a label on it. The the pro of putting a label on it is you actually then will be um, – you have to get – you qualify to For get services. services. Right. Yes. Right. So now it's like, okay, it's sort of a catch-22. Mm-hmm. So the, But the sooner she gets these services, the sooner that she has a possibility of outgrowing, quote-unquote, these symptoms. Got so, it. So um, – so I was like, you know what? I don't care. Words are words. What do yeah. I care at this point? You I know? know yeah. So <laughs> I just want her months, to do better. You, you, when did she come home? She came home after five weeks. In the NICU? Yes. Okay. So yes. that wasn't even her due date. No. She was she was home with She's, us uh, over a month before, before so we celebrated crazy. her due date. <laughs> that is so crazy. And so she comes home. Um, and you know, okay, do you know then that we're going to have some delays or you just know that you no. had a newborn who was in the no. NICU? I just knew I had a very fragile five pound baby that I didn't want anyone to come close to. Mm-hmm. Do you remember <laughs> when you first started feeling as though I think we're delayed in some areas? Yeah. Um, and during therapy, uh, the first three months, um, I could, I, when, I mean, they are pretty harsh. So they have this chart, you know, and they go down the list. Yes. And after the review, they, she turned to me and she said, I know she's five months old, but she's testing at zero month level in everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some things she tested, you know, one month, mm-hmm. but I mean, for being five months old, that was, I, I knew there was substantial delay. Yeah. And so, um, so I just kind of like cried a lot. I was going to say, that's a, hard, that's a hard things to hear. It was because I had my friends with their five-month-olds uh-huh. are typically developing five-month-olds. And yeah. I saw that they were, you know, kind of starting to sit up in the bumbo and mm-hmm. they were, you know, getting ready to be spoon feeding and um, baths were super fun and they were doing all this fun stuff. And I was like over here still with like practically a newborn, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so I definitely started feeling the, um, special needs mom isolation. And I would, I just kept telling myself, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Cause I already sort of felt that just being the adoptive mom in general with all my pregnant bellied friends all around me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what was so scary about that? Not wanting to be that special needs mom. Um, so, I mean, if I were to tell you my whole life story, you would, you would learn that I'm like, I'm 
super, extremely social person. Um, I was voted most likely to get a talk show mm-hmm. <laughs> in high school and um, cheerleaders into every kind of extracurricular event. I'm just super social. So to me, one of my biggest fears is being isolated. Yeah. And um, I'm a hairstylist. So I had, I worked 50 hours a week in the salon. I was always talking with women. Uh-huh. I identify with females and um that I, it gives me, it, I, I'm an extrovert. So I get my energy and I get all of my, um, you get filled up by people. Yeah. My love tank fills when I'm with people. And so isolating myself was just not going to be an option. Mm. So how, even though I wanted to, I would leave places sometimes in tears. Like, (sighs) I can't believe I'm forcing myself to do this. I don't need to feel like this. But mostly as a mom, like I don't need to make, I don't need to feel like I'm looking at my child as though they aren't equivalent to someone else. Yeah. 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 I think that's a common feeling that we have. It is. It is. And I do know my girlfriends that have kids with special needs. It is like triple time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you're not, you're not just worried about, oh, they're, maybe they'll get made fun of for their name or maybe they'll get made fun of because they don't like to do that. It's like, what if they never leave my house? Mm -hmm. What if they never have independence? What if they can't do this on their own? You know, like Mm -hmm. it's like just like such a bigger um, picture that you're constantly worried about. It's like the, those little things you're like, I'm like my, my three-year-old still has a pacifier. Okay. I don't even care. Right. You're like, this is the least of my worries right here. (laughs) I'm like, please. I'm like, you want to sit down and talk? Okay. Cause I get look, I get (laughs) stares and looks all the time. I just don't even care. I just smile. (laughs) So how do you fight that? Like, how do you fight that feeling of I'm not going to isolate myself because I think a lot of moms in general we're talking about with your motherhood journey here I think a lot of moms would feel that way on different levels with different circumstances how do you fight that um so for me um I well I started a Fifi and Mo um I didn't even tell my friends or my husband that I did it and I just wanted to meet other moms like me and that was pretty much my whole premise and so I did that secretively for about the first six months That's hilarious, first of all, that you did it secretly. I totally did. I I mean, (laughs) I know. And and my friends started seeing it because Finley's pictures would get reposted. And they'd be like, wait, what what is this? Like, you know, like, oh, you have something. What did you do? And I'm just like, well, so I don't know how, like, when I made the crossover. But what I just did is I told myself, if I get invited somewhere, I'm just going to go. And I don't care how hard it is and all the extra stuff I need to bring or – um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember like one of the first play dates. Um, I'm like, I'm just going to go. And if I get that look of pity from someone, I just need to get used to it because this is going to be our life. Yeah. So I just started saying yes. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, Hey, we're going to the water, you know, the water park. Well, Finley couldn't sit up. So I bring her bumbo. I'd bring an umbrella. I'd bring all these things. And it's like, and I loved that my friends weren't avoiding asking me mm. to go either, you know, because I, I see people do that. And to other, to, you know, I talk to a lot of special needs moms. So obviously I see that they're like, yeah, I saw they all went on this play date. And I, I know I couldn't have gone, but they still didn't ask me. And you're sort of in this weird limbo, like you want to get asked, but you don't want to get asked mm. at the same time. Yeah. So it's, it's just a hard phase. It's just really, truly, it, it's torturous. And, you know, wine got me through um, <laughs> a lot of it. And I just, I just took it one day at a time, truly. And yeah. I mean, I say surviving the day. And I know that probably makes me sound like a horrible mom. But it's true. Like, you just, you just survive each day, kind of, on so those true. days where you feel like, there's no wind in your sail. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I love what you said too, but you just said yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think that's so scary sometimes mm-hmm. to moms, but it is such a just first step. Like I'm just going to say yes. Yep. And to people that are listening and they have girlfriends who have kids that are not typical in certain areas, that that doesn't mean they can't be invited. Oh, absolutely not. And I think letting your, I mean, I was pretty vocal too. Like I, I was very careful what not to complain about with certain friends because mm-hmm. y- you never know who you're talking to. That's going to say, Oh, do I do that? Is, right. that, is uh-huh. she talking to me? Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm pretty open and I'm very vocal. And so I, um, I filtered that down and not that, not that I wanted to vent all the time, but I tried to figure out what my friends were venting about as moms, typical moms. And I just kind of tried to relate to that. And most of my, my closest friends all, you know, were never not going to invite us. I mean, 
last year, my girlfriend had a fashion show birthday party for her daughter where all the little girls had to walk on a stage. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember thinking, Oh my God, I don't want to, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like That's going to be like, and, and so we ended up not being able to make it, but I just remember thinking I'm going regardless, but I ended up having work. But, um, I, I just, just even things like that, like, the themes of things these days and, you know, the pumpkin patch and, oh, let's let the kids run around and we can sit and hang out. And, Mm -hmm. and so I just, I don't know, I used it as an education tool, um, my life. And so I feel like my friends all, they just still invite us. I mean, just the other day we got invited to Raging Waters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, yeah, but it's so so kind that that it is still invited. And I think that you love that. I do. I really do. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So you and your husband, um, is this, you did a domestic adoption when you adopted your daughter, Finley. Is that right? We did. We did. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. had adoption been something that you guys had thought about for a long time in your marriage or what did that look like for you guys? Um, so another thing about me being, um, sort of impatient before (laughs) this life, um, I was very, um, what, how would my friend say it? Fickle. So I, um, I, I would just be like gung ho when I'd hit the um, ground running when I came up with a new idea. So yes, I mean, in, in theory, my husband and I, when we first started dating, oh, I'd love to adopt one mm-hmm. day. Me too. Right. That would be cool. Everyone says that, you know? Uh-huh. So when I got the fertility call about my first initial, you know, testing, and they said, oh, yeah, you know, you, you're whatever levels are low. You have what's called diminished ovarian reserve. Um, it's going to be unlikely that you get pregnant naturally. And if you do get pregnant, you'll most likely, you know, miscarry. And so uh, I just gave myself 24 hours to be sad because I knew I was tired from really trying to get pregnant. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I can't I can't do this anymore. Um and I, my husband and I just talked adoption and neither of us really remember who brought it up first. I mean, mm-hmm. I could tell you how in sync on the topic we were, we both like were very much felt like, okay, this is it for us. So we prayed about it. And the next day I told my mom that I said, call up your, uh, the family attorney, like he does adoptions. He's actually number two in California. So I said, call him up. Like we want to have a meeting. I want to just, I want to find out about all these mm-hmm. different types. Cause when you start Googling, you're like, wait, what is this? A I can do this. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, let's just set up a meeting and go from there. And I basically sat down and it was like, I'd like a baby now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like no, the, kidding, you're but... just like now the puppy. I need it today. I'm like, what's the fastest way we can get a baby. <laughs> so everyone, you know, when people tell me like, Oh, you did such an amazing thing. I'm like, no, I did a very selfish thing. Mm. You know, like that's how I see it anyways. So, um, so yeah, so we, we just basically, I mean, yeah, it was kind of like, it just came up and it looked like to me, it was the most appealing option over doing infertility treatments Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, yeah, so we pushed forward with it. And then here she is. And here she is. My amazing girl. Joy, joy, joy. Yes. Um, okay. So you also were telling me in, um, offline about how, um, you've walked through some hard times. If, even as a young person, before you even had a child with special needs or walked through infertility, um, your dad was killed tragically. How old yes. are you? It was not that long ago. Um, I was 28, actually. Okay. It was the first um, life changing experience that I've ex- that I've gone through. Mm. Um, he had a Christian radio talk show and. He used to be a professional baseball player. So a lot of people, um, my maiden name, they would say, oh, did your dad play baseball? I mean, uh-huh. almost all my friends' parents, everyone in right. that generation, that he was the, you know, star Cincinnati Reds baseball player. And so, pitcher. And so, yeah, so I got, I kind of got used to that. When he, when he became a Christian radio talk show host, he won the national award for like basically he was like the most listened to Christian radio host in Southern California, mm-hmm. prime time, driving time. So he, he was a big deal, you know, especially to me. And yeah. so I, um, I was just a total daddy's girl. I mean, he was my biggest encourager. He always, you know, anything small, like even just being a hairdresser, he would tell me, 
um, you, you can totally do it. And he had his doctorate and my brother was a dentist and I felt like I needed to go to school. Mm. And he's like, no, he's like, do, he's like, the key to life is finding what you love and trying to get paid for it. Mm. And so he's like, you love hair. Like you're ditching class and college to go (laughs) do your friend's hair. Like you can make money and make it a business, you know? And so, I mean, yeah, talk about my biggest cheerleader. So the day that he was hit, um, he actually had on a professor and they were talking about the soul and the reality of the soul. And, um, that, that movie, um, proof of heaven, mm-hmm. um, they were talking about that and just how, when you're in a coma, you know, God, how, how, how beautiful is it that God can let you see a glimpse of heaven. Mm. And so, um, Three hours later, that day um, he had that, that conversation. day, that day. And he literally said, you know, you guys all know I drive a motorcycle, right? At any moment I could be spread all over the 210 freeway. Someone could just come into my carpool lane, my mm-hmm. lane. Mm-hmm. And, but that's not me. That's my body parts. That's not my soul. And so, um, so yeah, three hours later on the same freeway and, um, a lady, a drowsy driver, mm-hmm. Um, crossed over two lanes into the carpool lane and hit him. And um, he, he was in, they resuscitated him at the scene. I mean, it's a whole very tragic story. Mm -hmm. It could take me all day to tell you, but he was late. He was airlifted and he was resuscitated at the scene and he he spent four weeks in a coma. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just so weird to hear his voice saying these things. And so it was, um, very, uh, it tested my faith a lot, you know, just saying like, wow, why, why is this message here? Like, why did he say this? You know, what is God trying to show me? Um, sorry. I'm like, I'm no. <laughs> but, um, it, it was just really, it just got me to listen to God. And mm. so, I mean, if you've ever been in the hospital for four weeks in a row, you learn that, Patience is uh, truly a virtue. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you've already said that you're not you're not the best with the patience. No. And so I was literally, I, I, I had been praying for patience because we were trying to get pregnant during mm-hmm. that time. And so I'm like, well, here, I mean, they say never pray for patience, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, did I do this? You know? And I know I did it. And no, I know right. God had a huge plan for my, for my dad's life. And he, um, he passed away um, as a result and he had a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. And so I got really acquainted with the hospital, the ICU and talking with neurosurgeons. Mm. So, so when we met with our, our birth parents and they told us, I mean, fast forward, you know, months and months later, and they told us that, you know, Oh, we have, you know, she's due September 20th. I did the math and I'm like, Oh my God, the baby was conceived the week my dad died. Oh my gosh. That just gave me chills. I know. And it was so emotional and I felt like so the, hokey. The, <laughs> not just the week of the year, but literally that week. That week. It, like, if you do the math, it's it's between, um, yeah. it was like between the 15th and the 22nd. He died the 17th, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just thought that's kind of crazy. And I had had so many conversations with him saying, you know, um, if we have a little girl, we want to name her Finley. Cause he's, he was like trying to, what do I got to do to get you guys to have some kids? Right, you know? And I didn't right. want to tell him we were struggling. <laughs> yeah, and I know, so right? I'm like, well, I do know we'll name her Finley. And I just remember him saying it over and over and, um, he loved the name. Mm. So I knew when they told us it was a girl, I was like, Oh, we're naming her Finley. And my dad's name was Frank. And, um, Whenever I spell her name on the phone, which is a lot because I'm talking to lots of different doctor's offices uh-huh. who don't understand the name Finley, I always say F is in Frank. Yeah. And um, I just feel like it's the way that I um, I can connect him with her, you yeah. know. And yeah. so she was born and she has the craziest little F vein on her forehead, which to me is like her like little Harry Potter uh-huh. mark. <laughs> and I just, I just kind of feel like God has... God's, God's had his way of showing us that, that he is real. And mm. I, so I've just trusted him with everything moving forward. Yeah. And I, it's so hard to sit down and tell someone that's not a believer that, and, um, I just sound hokey. I know, but if you walked through all of it as even just my husband, it made his faith grow stronger mm. because 
he saw it. He saw it all firsthand. Yeah. And I just, I don't know what God's using us for, but mm-hmm. to me, I just, I just am going to keep saying yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yes to it all. If I feel asked to do something, I, I'm going to say yes. Mm. Well, and I think too, just hearing you tell the story and talk about your dad, I mean, what a legacy even that is for Finley. I mean, um, just like how you related, like telling him her name and all those things that happened way before she was even there. Yeah. Uh, but it's this connecting point that you have um, between the two of them. Um, man. So when he was in the coma, did he ever, was he ever, did you ever get to have a moment where you said bye or anything? Yeah. So, um, about, about uh, right around the four week mark, they had or three week mark. They had started talking about moving him, um, into a different facility because, you know, after you're in a coma for two weeks, you experience what's called coma vigil. And it, the longer you're in the coma, the, the worse it is, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. these are some people will stay on life support eight, nine years and wake up. You know, th- those are the stories you'll Google search, but right. that's and you very cling to. rare. Yeah. And I kept telling, I kept telling myself, and I have a journal, I kept a journal the whole time that he was in. Every day I wrote a letter to him just in case he woke up. Um, I said, in, in order for his words to have power, what he said about the soul and body parts, um, he needs to pass away. Mm. Like in, in order for that to really have a lot of clout, you know? Mm. And so I, I, I kind of felt like it started to become more and more apparent that God really was using that tool because I can't even tell you how many people reached out to our family that were so empowered by those words or touched and, um, and, and it was just obvious that God was working in that. And so, um, we just kind of started saying like in his will, he had said, you know, he didn't want to be kept alive by extraordinary means. Mm-hmm. And that was what was happening. And so we were just like, oh my gosh, my mom's going to have to make a horrible decision yeah. soon. And we don't want that to happen. And so let's just pray that God, you know, God just take him mm-hmm. and relieve it because his brain injury was so severe, he wouldn't wake up and be and be himself unless it was a miracle. Right. And I just, we just started getting the sense that God's plan was to take him. And, and mm-hmm. um, so they, they said, well, with his heart being as strong as he did, even if we took him off life support, he would potentially breathe on his own. He was breathing fairly kind of well, and he needed assistance. Um, but, um, his heart was just really strong. And Mm -hmm. so our pastor came in and prayed over him and we all kind of, um, I had already said, you know, like, it's okay, dad, like you can let go. And we never really had like a moment where we thought he was going to wake up or Mm -hmm. he even seemed close. He just seemed like he was totally sleeping Yeah. and every bone in his body was broken. He needed very, very many surgeries, but Mm -hmm. he didn't look like it. He just looked like he was sleeping. So he was like preserved, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. And, um, so our pastor came in and just said a prayer and, and we told him that we are, you know, our wish that he would just get to go home to God. And, um, uh, and he ended up having a cardiac arrest right after that, um, can prayer you, that our pastor did. Can you and say it was just so, you... it was so crazy because they had literally just told us his heart was so strong. Um, so it was just like, it was, it's a total God thing again. <laughs> so he had a cardiac it's like, arrest how do you right explain after that? that prayer. Yes. Yes. Wow. And we weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, our pastor told us, mm-hmm. um, it, the nurse called him back in after he left the room. Mm-hmm. And, um, so my mom rushed down to the facility and, um, yeah, then we, we kind of, we got to say goodbye. I had never seen a dead body before. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was awful. Well, I tell but there you, was some peace about it, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is hard to explain to someone who doesn't have the faith um, that yeah. there can be peace in that moment. And just listening to you talk about your dad, it just seems like, man, what, and, and, and I say this as an outsider who didn't walk through this in your shoes, what an honor um, that God used your dad in so many wonderful ways, even through his death. Yeah. You know, like he didn't yeah. stop using your dad. Um, the day he got hit by the motorcycle, you know, he continued to, and I would even guess that he's still using your dad's story, um, to yeah. change people's lives today, yes. which is amazing. And through you guys. Yeah. I hope, I mean, I hope so. I mean, that's, I, I feel like what, what else is, 
our purpose and why right. else has God yeah. put us through all these these things where people look at us and they go, I can't believe you do that. And mm-hmm. I'm so used to hearing that now. I just don't, I don't know how anyone lives otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, what would be the purpose? Like, yeah, we have to have purpose for all this Yeah, madness. exactly. Yeah. Purpose and the pain. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. Purpose and the pain. That's awesome. Hey guys, before we get back to my conversation with Christina, I want to thank another one of our sponsors for the show, and that is Pine Cove. Um, I want to tell you more about Pine Cove Camps. I've talked about Pine Cove on the show before, but in case you missed it, Pine Cove is an awesome Christian summer camp with youth camps and family camps in East Texas, Central Texas, and soon to be opening in 2017, a brand new family camp in South Carolina. Hey moms, if you've ever dropped your kids off at camp in the summer and wish that you could stay... Pine Cove Family Camp is for you. This is the ultimate, all-inclusive, intentional trip together that your family needs. Be refreshed with all the fun activities of summer camp. Stay in not your typical camp cabins and spend a week next summer investing in your family's spiritual growth. The Ivy family has been to family camp before and it has been so phenomenal for my children. My kids loved it so much. Um, Spots for next summer will fill up fast. So guys, check out pinecove.com slash family camp. Do that today and learn more all about it. And now back to my conversation with Christina. Okay. To switch to a different subject. Okay. Uh, you a say, <laughs> well, you know, just different. You say that you and your husband love um, to watch good TV shows. And so yes, I was just do. telling my girlfriends last night, I'm at a loss. Like I am at a severe loss of what to watch. And so I need you to give me some, some of your best shows. Okay. Well, right now, um, we're actually watching The Sopranos. I had never I've seen never done it. it either. Oh, oh my gosh, girl. It is so awesome. Like, if, if you can get past, like, the datedness of it for, like, uh-huh. the first few seasons, it gets so awesome. So, um, Sopranos, for sure, we are doing um, – we do a lot of reality shows, like – Top Chef, Big Brother, yes. um, I Love My Housewives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one do you um, watch? Um, what, what, I didn't hear you. Which housewives do you watch? Oh, um, I love Orange County. Yeah. I just, I don't know why I feel like I'm like, oh, I've been there. I know where they're at. You (laughs) know, I don't know Uh why that makes it like more fun, but, um, actually I'm really excited at the, at the end of September, I booked a, um, hair and makeup session with the orange, one of the orange counties of housewives. I can't say which one, but I'm really excited. This is opening a lot of doors for our beauty business that my girlfriend and I started. Oh, so you're doing her hair and makeup. Yes. I'm so excited. So So what's your business that you have? Um, it's called Privé Beauty Group, and we do hair and makeup for special events and we do weddings all over Southern California. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. I always say that if I had just like money that I could just throw away every single day, the best thing would be to have someone do my hair a couple times a week. Oh, I feel the same exact way. <laughs> I mean, because I just cannot muster the strength to, to get, get a blow dryer out these days. I mean, oh. I just can't even handle it. I'm an air dryer all the way. And I'm like, then put some uh, dry shampoo in it and then uh, throw a it, couple curls in it. And call, call it a it day. day. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So those exactly. are shows. Have you seen Stranger Things? Um, yeah, I, we couldn't, we could not stop. Literally. We stayed up all night one night. Watching. Okay. This is hilarious. Cause I sat down last night and I like to watch TV at night after kids go to bed. Yes. And my problem though is I'm not just watching TV. I'm answering emails. Yes. So I get, it gets a little hard. I have to pay really deep attention to the show cause I can't. And so I right. turned on stranger things and I texted my friend Noel and I was like, this is so weird. Like I'm yes. not scared. I just think it's weird. Yes. She said, keep going. Oh, oh, you didn't, oh, you did you stopped? No, I literally stopped. I don't oh, even remember what girl, I turned on, but I stopped. Keep going. I, okay, so I'm the same way. Like, my phone's always in my hand. My poor husband, he's always like, he told me just even this morning, he's like, every time I look at your face, you're looking down at your phone. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to work on this. So I'm like setting like work hours for myself. Yes. But um, I just, I love answering emails. I just love it. Like, I, I don't know. I love I, relating with people. But anyway, okay. So, um, Stranger Things. Before I knew it, I didn't even know where my phone was. And I was, like, sitting on the edge of my seat. Like, I just – I was so sucked in. And, and Stranger Things is amazing. But The Night Of is also Netflix. Mm. Um, uh, uh, incredible. Incredible show. The Night I mean, Of. Yes. Okay. Yes. It sucked 
it will suck you in. And it has that kind of psychological thriller vibe mm-hmm. to it. And yeah. um, it's definitely, you know, I think it's like rated R for sure. But yeah. I mean, it's it's really awesome. Okay. Very, very thrilling show. Mm-hmm. We just have not been getting into any TV shows lately. I think the summer just killed us because what you'll come to find out in about 10 years is my kids <laughs> stayed up late. Oh, yeah. And so no. we used to have like all kids in bed at 730 and then we would have our own little like four hour date night watching TV, making nachos. And now yes, this summer, life. especially my 12 year old, I mean, he went to bed sometimes after I did. Oh, so wow. I'm like, hey, husband, remember when we used to watch TV together? Wow. <laughs> no more. I know. It's oh, crazy. That makes me sad. I know. It'll happen <laughs> one day to you. That sweet Finley will be staying up late. Oh, uh, man. Okay. Well, I want to know, are you a reader? I... I do normally. Okay. Um, I, however, I know I, I, um, I, when I saw your email, like, you know, questions I might throw at you at the end, I'm like, I read emails <laughs> <laughs> or like, people but no, I actually, I just started battlefield of the mind. Um, my girlfriend, um, uh, had it sent to me. Um, it's by Joyce Meyer. So okay. she said it really helped her kind of just control her thoughts, you uh-huh. know, and, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to get into it. I don't know if, when that – probably when we're in the hospital with Finley. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Um, yeah. What three things are you loving? Well, um, right now I am loving my probiotics that I take. Um, I have never I've, I have never felt more, like, good. I've been on them for, like, um, about three months now. Uh-huh. Love, love my probiotics. Um, I really love my mess right now I am so excited I actually found a really good one it's Katy Perry's white tube of like cheap mascara it's Katie amazing Perry has mascara. yes I was like oh, I need to get some and I really just don't feel like spending you know $13 on one right. so I'm like I'm just gonna grab one when I'm at Target and oh my gosh love it okay the best I just got um, my eyelashes done and so I don't even wear mascara Oh, I love doing that too, but it's so expensive. I'm like, I do that if we're going on like vacation. I know. I, I have like a couple things coming up myself. that it was worth it for me. So yeah. Um, okay. So your I probiotics love? and your mascara. Hmm. I love LuLaRoe. I just <gasps> discovered it. <laughs> I do too. One of my best girlfriends sells it and I just am constantly getting stuff from her. What do you love about it? The Carly's. <gasps> I, I'm going to live in a Carly, I think, this fall. <laughs> I don't have one yet because she doesn't have any yet in. And I keep – I oh. literally text her. She's, she's like told me to stop. I'm like, Laura, do you have any Carly's? And she's like, Jamie, I told you I would tell you when I do. Oh, my gosh. Stop I'm asking obsessed. me. Yes. I just you- got um, – I we had a fundraiser. These sweet girls with two LuLaRoe shops joined together. I mean, their inventory was insane. And they were like, we want you to pick out an item. And I'm Aww. like, are you serious? That is so sweet. I was like crying as I like held my orange Aww. Carly in my hands. <laughs> like, this is so sweet. That is so fun. And do, do yes. you have any of their leggings? Um, yeah, I do. I just got my first pair of those too. So I'm li- I'm actually sitting in them right now. <laughs> I tell everybody. I feel like I'm naked. Yes, yes. <laughs> but what I do in those leggings is like when I'm – I wear from home. And so if there's a couple days where I'm not leaving the house, I kid you not, I will sleep in them and wear them all day. And it's oh. just the best thing in the world. I can totally see that happening. I'm mm-hmm. like, are these work appropriate? <laughs> I, I know, Maybe. Right? <laughs> I am a fan, I'm a fan of the LuLaRoe leggings for sure. Yes, um, me too. I got Finley a little pair, so uh, I'm excited. Those are so yes. cute. Okay, so you mentioned surgery for Finley. Is that something you can talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what's happening? So it's sort of what um, like we gained we gained a lot of um, I don't know followers from people that are seeing our Dare to Dance challenge, and that is a fundraiser campaign for this life-changing surgery that we were made aware of earlier this year. And um, Finley was receiving Botox in her legs um, to reduce spasticity so that she could bear weight and balance. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people just keep going Botox, 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 Botox every three months, and then they're every time they get it, their kid hits a new milestone. Mm-hmm. And while I do think she would eventually walk she would be so dependent on Botox and our pain management specialist that does her Botox he says you know we we don't want to just like make this habit of keep doing it. it's like kind of putting a band-aid on a big thing there's right. this thing called the selective dorsal rhizotomy they do it in St. Louis Missouri and 
it's a spine procedure done by a neurosurgeon and um, they go in and they clip the nerves that are in the spine and it basically is like permanent Botox. It gets rid of the spasticity in the legs. Okay. And I, I had Googled it and I had asked one of our other doctors about it and he was like, Oh, they don't do that anymore. That's a thing of the past. They haven't done that since the eighties, you know, Uh then you of course find a Facebook group for it Uh and see that it is a miracle surgery and there are hundreds of people getting it done a month, kids, wow. children. And I'm just like, I'm like, why don't you know about this? Like why is no, why in every doctor we go to, this should be somewhere. People uh-huh. should know about this if they have a child with spastic diplegia or are living with spastic diplegia, they should know about mm-hmm. this. So I waited till we got our surgery date and then I'm like, okay, now we can tell everybody about it because there was a waiting list. Yeah. For and you're it. like, I so, don't want anyone to get in front of me. I'm like, oh, I don't <laughs> want any more competition for this surgery. But yeah. So now I'm like, I, I'm such an advocate for the surgery. I mean, even, even the parents that are like, you know what, my kid's not walking. They're doing so much better with the milestones that they actually are at. And eventually they will be walking. And so it's just a matter of building up that muscle tone now that the spasticity will be gone. Got so, it. And so that's, um, your, that's your hopeful outcome is that when that's gone, the walking will then come in. Well, the doctor, he gives a really good guesstimate. So any email I get from a mom that's like, well, it wasn't our miracle, but the doctor sort of warned us about that. You know, uh-huh. um, my, they, he said, oh, my child would sleep better or, oh, my child will crawl better, sit better. Those sorts of things. Those did happen. But the doctor told us, oh, I'm very confident Finley will walk on most surfaces. And so he underestimates. So when I told my girlfriend, whose daughter had a huge success uh-huh. with the surgery, uh-huh. she's like, oh, that means Finley's going to be running down the oh. street. You know, and I'm like, ah. So, I mean, Best we're, we have a lot of hope. Ever. Yeah. We have a lot of hope because honestly, it it, it it comes down to the specificity, but it also comes down to how much you're able to work with your child. And I am like her little fitness coach. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's like, I am, we are determined and she's determined. So I know, I just know it's going to be amazing. So is this what your dare to dance challenge is? Yeah. Okay. So what, tell us what that is. Um, we, we launched it, uh, July 11th and basically you just record yourself dancing and, um, Uh ideally to be bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen, there is so much fun videos. You could do your kids dancing, yourself dancing, Uh car dancing, whatever. And, um, use you can either have the Megan Trainer song, which is called Better When I'm Dancing. Yeah. Um, you can have that on and dance to it. And then you post it and you say, I took the Dare to Dance Challenge. Now I'm daring you. And it helps if you tag people uh-huh. specifically. And um, and just say, you know, you have 24 hours to post your dancing video or you must donate, you know, $20 to yeah. doyoudaretodance.com. And um, – and that actually go that goes into Finley's surgery fund. Um, so we've had some really amazing things. Like a, a couple of the girls that are on the um, Bachelor in Paradise did it. The twins, uh-huh. um, Perez Hilton. We had um, some of the Kings players. Um, oh, that is so um, awesome. A couple hospitals. Yeah, it's been really cool to see like anyone, that, everyone that's like actually reaching out and doing a video. And um, a couple of like the, I was totally fangirling over a couple of the Insta, Insta famous little girls that I saw doing it. Yeah. So it's been really just a cool experience to connect with people and dance, you know, who does, I mean, who can't, who doesn't la- love everyone dance? is laughing. Yes. It's so laughing. much fun. Yes. yes. Oh, that is so awesome. The other day we were, I was at a dinner party and afterwards we're like, Hey, we'll help you clean up the kitchen. And we put on Justin Timberlake and we just danced the whole time. We oh, and it was so much so fun. Awesome. I love it. It just went so much <laughs> faster and we had fun. Yes. And then by the time it was over, we kind of worked out and did the dishes at the same time. Yes, you did. Oh, okay. I love it. Christina, this has been so fun to have you on the happy hour. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry I was like a crying mess on Whatever. your happy hour. <laughs> you were telling a like story about your daddy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, this well, was a lot of fun. Thanks for sharing all you did. And I'm going to put all the links, all the fundraisers, all that kind of stuff up on the show notes, jamieivy.com, so you guys can find it there. So, Christina, awesome. thank you. Thank you so much. It was so great, um, like, e-meeting you. E-meeting you. I love that. <laughs> online. This is 2016. A lot of our friends are online, right? Right. I yep. e-meet everyone. 
Y'all, wasn't that a great chat with Christina? I'm so glad I have her as a new friend. It's just so fun to find new friends in the world. I loved her tenderness towards life when she was talking about her daddy. I just, I don't know if you could tell, like I hardly get myself together. I know that some of you are probably crying as well. I also loved her urgency towards life as well. And when she told stories about just wanting things to happen now, 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 um, I'm so glad that you got to meet her. And guys, I would highly encourage you to head on over to her blog and find out about all the ways that you can follow her and cheer her and her husband and family on in their journey um, and her health and her surgery that's coming up. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Just like always, every single thing we talk about, you're going to be able to find links for it over my webpage. It's jamieivy.com. Anything you might need to know. If you're listening, you think, oh my gosh, what is that book? What is that TV show? What is the link to her fundraiser? No worries, guys. We've done all the work for you. JamieIvy.com is where you can find all of that. This weekend is the Happy Hour Live event. If you're listening to this at the beginning of September of 2016, I am beyond excited to see some of you ladies come to my house and be here for the show. Uh, the guests are Emily Lex uh, from Jones Designs and Jesse Artigue. Uh, they've both been on the show before. They're both phenomenal women, and I cannot wait for you guys to get to meet them. And I can't wait for you to eat my husband's tacos because he has been practicing at our house, and they're phenomenal. Guys, if you want to know about the events that the Happy Hour puts on, you can go to jamieivy.com events, and they'll always be listed there. Right now, we don't have any coming up, but we have something planned in the works for January, so we will keep you in mind for that. Guys, today's show is edited by Logan Garza, and the music is from Jason Poe. Next week, my guest is Krista Black Gifford, and we had such an interesting conversation. You're not going to want to miss that. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend. Oh my gosh, so many of you come up to me and say, I love the show so much, and I tell all my girlfriends about it, and I just want to hug you and kiss you and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode.